What's up, guys? Welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Joshua Matasha, and with me here is Sebi Tennyson. Yes, and today we're going to talk about the cryptocurrency world. And you know, it's been a long <laughs> month, long past two months, a lot has happened. So we're going to really dive into it and dissect what's going on. Elon basically screwed everyone. Oh. That's all I <laughs> Really? Was it Elon or was he China? Elon. Elon <laughs> screwed us because he was supposed to be the father of crypto or of Doge. I don't know, but he screwed <laughs> us basically. That's it. I mean, that's why you have to be careful just following people, you know, yeah, and not definitely. having your own due yeah. diligence done. So I will go over the timeline on how did we get here, basically. Mm. So around April 13th, that's when we got to our all-time high of $65,000. And everyone's like, yay, crypto. <laughs> and we are going to get to 100K by the end of the summer or by the... Some bulls were really like, man, we're going to get there by the end of May. Right? Then Coinbase came out with their direct listing into the New York Stock Exchange on April 14th. So there was more momentum. Everything was going great, right? Then by April 23rd, we saw that there was a decline and we got down to 46K. And at that point, people still weren't really worried, right? Because we had a strong support. And like what we observed was obviously it went back up. So by May 7th, it went back up to 59K. And that was good. We're all happy. Yeah, yeah, you know, after all, assets don't really move linearly. You know, they have some pullbacks here and there. So everything was good. Then by May 9th, we saw another drop to our support at 46K. And we're like, shoot, this happened before. We're all good, you know. (laughs) No big deal. Then May 14th, this thing just wrecked the support. <laughs> just busted through, right? And that's when people were like, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. But this dip has been dipping. And at this point, we're like, wait, where is the dip? Like, <laughs> is it the dip done? Like, why are we still dipping? Why you said buy the dip? So that's it. This week, I've been like counselor, therapist, financial advisor. People are like, Sammy, what's going on? It's still dipping. I'm like, bro, just close the app. I have nothing for you here. But yeah, that's really what really happened. So what's the reason for this? Why is this going on? So if you ask me, I think this is a combination of various factors that has been going on for several months. Yeah. If you ask me, to be honest, from January, we started seeing some signs, Mm -hmm. right? So we know what happened last year. We had a COVID pandemic and Mm -hmm. the Fed had to drop interest rates to basically zero, you know, and pump a lot of money in the economy. And whenever this happens, you have risky assets doing well because the dollar depreciates, right? And obviously, Bitcoin is like the... Or crypto in general is like the risky of the riskiest. Yes. Right. So that's one of the things that filled it along with the other benefits that cryptocurrency has. Mm -hmm. But since January, people have started talking about, you know, how long is this going to go on for? When are they going to start tightening? Right. And from January, February, we started seeing some high growth stocks, you know, getting like massive corrections. Some of these stocks, they're great companies, but they fell from their all time highs, you know, down 60, some even 70 percent. Right. So. I started thinking about this that man maybe this is a change in sentiment and while bitcoin had you know some mini corrections here and there it didn't really go down as much right and you know because april is one of the best months for the market and for risky assets you know bitcoin made a new all-time high i think the both the nasdaq and s p 500 also made new all-time highs in april as well but in may (laughs) on one blessed day (laughs) we saw elon musk tweet something oh my gosh (laughs) 
So basically what this man did, and like he said, there was a lot of catalysts. I feel like we should have already, at least he was already, Joshua really mentioned like, hmm, I'm really scared because there was a lot of bursts actually. There was the SPAC burst, like all these like, you know, special purpose acquisition companies were already bursting. Uh, some of these growth stocks are experiencing pullbacks and corrections. So all that was really left was crypto, right? But there was a lot of excitement. Yeah, GameStop the GameStop No, <laughs> that cannot be forgotten at all. So we should have already anticipated this, right? That it was only a matter of time before this would happen to crypto as well. However, uh, Elon, I believe, gave us borrowed time, right? Yeah. When he was tweeting, you know, to the moon, to the Tesla moon. Tesla Yes, well, so. Tesla acquired a lot of it. And the next thing he was like, yes, I'm going to accept a payment uh, for Tesla. Tesla with Bitcoin. Then all of a sudden, he comes out and he's like, oh, Bitcoin isn't good for the environment. <laughs> We're not going to take it I anymore. Bro, did you know that before? Honestly, and I'm like, what are you even saying? What are you saying? <laughs> what do you mean that is not good for the environment? Like, did, exactly. Like, didn't you do any research? But here's the caveat that was really funny to me. It's because he's, he says that it goes against his the core beliefs of Tesla, right? But he's like, but we're still holding all of our, crypt, our Bitcoins. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why are you doing this, right? Then, obviously, we have the news on China. And what do you think about that? Because I have ideas or opinions. So this is not the first time China has, you know, spoken about this. The very first time I heard about China, you know, speaking against crypto was 2017. And yeah. to be honest, China has never been for crypto. They've always oh. been against it. The same way they're not for Apple, Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Snapchat, social media, yeah. you know. Because they need control. And exactly. this is going against everything. Yes. Yeah. So I think what China did was just a catalyst for what was always been expected, right? A lot of these stocks have, a lot of growth stocks, you know, crypto, they've been making you all-time highs. And the truth is, that's how the market works. Yeah. When stocks go up a lot, they correct, they pull back, and they ramp up some more. That's typically what happens. So what what did China actually really do? Because there are a lot of rumors out there. So I think people are alluding to the fact that people in China can't own Bitcoin. And that's actually not 100% true. It's harder to have access to Bitcoin, for sure. But what they actually did was they said that they would not be allowing financial in institutions, brokerages, or businesses to offer services using crypto meaning that China is not going to recognize crypto as another form of currency. And we know that if it's not being recognized as a currency, it's going to be hard to justify its actual price points. And when a big uh, country and, you know, uh, economic giant like China is refusing to recognize this as a real currency, it obviously would have a lot of backlash. So that's really what it is. And for me, uh, it's ironic because now they're launching their own uh, currency, their digital currency, that they're testing it. Mm -hmm. And I feel it might actually give, again, this is just a grain of salt, but, but again, allow the market lead you. Because just because you think something's going to happen, if the market is like, hey, this is not what we're looking for, you shouldn't ride against the waves. It's, it's really pointless. You know, surfers ride with the wave. You can't see a surfer like, oh, I'm going to surf and rise, riding against the wave. You would not be successful, yeah. right? But in this case, they're saying that even America as well is trying to uh, create their own digital currency 
And to me, I feel like this might give Bitcoin a little bit of credibility, right? For one reason, I would argue that it would be uh, security issues, right? In the sense that they could uh, hack into this system. I don't know how secure the system would be, but I know like with crypto, people can't really uh, hack it that much. Really though? Well, I mean, there hasn't been anyone. <laughs> they've been like, how many cyber attacks on the U.S. this year and last year alone True. that they had to pay, you know, a ransom for their information, right? As well as privacy concerns, because apparently this digital currency could be trackable, right? And also there's an expiration date on it. So uh, they could put expiration dates on it. This is something they, I believe they were testing in Beijing, where... Uh, if the economy is not doing too hard, they could put an expiration date to uh, urge people to spend more quickly in order to boost the economy. And I don't really like the sound of that. So I think that there's credibility, even with what's going on with China, if it's anything like the U.S. That definitely makes sense, right? But the way me, I look at, you know, investing and trading, I like to look at the price action. In my opinion, you know, this was always going to happen. This Bitcoin drop, we just needed one catalyst and that was elon and china and america as well you know and the thing about the new american um crypto they want to have is it's pegged to the dollar so what's the crypto though it's just a digital digital currency currency. yeah it's going to be pegged to the dollar so it kind of defeats the purpose of the people so i don't see anyone leaving bitcoin and coming to the u.s stablecoin because that defeats the purpose yes because it's not it's centralized not decentralized it's not decentralized yeah Yeah. however you know we can't we can't ignore what's going on right because I'm thinking about the people who bought um, Bitcoin <laughs> at 65k. Like, oh my God, you're caught holding the bag. That's yeah, like 50, almost exactly. 50%. Yes. And that's why I'm very careful of buying stocks or cryptos. They're hitting all-time highs, especially in this kind of environment yeah. where there are so many factors that are uncertain. You know, anything can happen, right? And that's why we always encourage everyone to do their own analysis, do your own due diligence. Yeah. Don't just follow the wave, <laughs> right? Yeah. And also buy gradually. Yes. Buy on pullbacks. Don't just go all... You know, all in with all your money, right? Because so many people have been hurt. And we can also talk about some factors that has even accelerated the selling within crypto. First is the leverage, Mm. right? So a lot of cryptocurrency um, brokerage accounts, they give you this thing called leverage. For example, let's say you have just $500. They can give you a buying power three times of that. They can give you an additional $200,000. Oh, you know, take two um two thousand more dollars, or take a thousand more dollars, and you can use this money to buy some more. However, you know the caveat, you know, is that if it goes below a certain level, and it's the brokerage that sets this, they're going to sell like everything. If, maybe if it goes below ten percent or yes. thirty percent, yeah, it's probably more, maybe 35 percent. Yeah. If it goes be if the security of your or your position goes below that amount, they will sell all your securities regardless of what price it is they're not going to be like okay let's wait for it to go back up so this guy can cover so no 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 <laughs> that's the same thing that happened with like archegos yeah right once their losses were piling up they started just selling the secret that's why we had some of these stocks go down 50 60 percent you know in one day so it's kind of similar thing as what's going on because a lot of people are over leveraged yeah. you know because they're, i mean it, mm-hmm. it was cheap to borrow money so exactly. it makes sense and what makes this worse is because you use extra buying power, when you lose, you can you lose a whole lot. Yeah. If you have some money, you know, in cash, like basically your account is going to get liquidated. Yeah. They're going to use everything. That means your account is blown up yeah. pretty much. And that's why we have to be very careful, you know, because most people aren't even that well versed in investing in cryptos. 
And some of these people are the people who even take on and use leverage. So what you're saying right now is that there was a massive sell-off because many of uh, their breaking point or maybe the trigger points or the stop losses, I would say, were triggered and automatically, because they were leveraged, they sold yes. at large quantities. Yes. And so, that's why this price yes. is kept And going. I was even getting to that because that's a different point as well. Yeah. So the first one is the leverage. You know, Isn't set. it kind of like similar? It is yeah. similar, but it's different because the leverage, point, that one is set by the brokers. Stop loss yes. is just like you and me. Okay. Right. For example, let's say you buy a stock hundred dollars. Like, okay, I believe the stock would do well, but if it does below ninety five, I want no parts. Okay. Right. And I know a lot of a lot of people don't use it, but the big boys who invest millions, they use stop losses because they don't want to. They don't want to lose a lot. Okay. Exactly. I just thought like uh, mm-hmm. because like the banks, so they don't call theirs stop loss. They call theirs leverage points. Yes. They, okay. I think they call it. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, margin points or leverage points, okay. something like that. Yeah. But stop losses are different. different. This one okay. is said by us. It's by, just this, by it's similar ideas. Yes, though. it is similar ideas. ideas. Yeah. So the one said by the banks, they do it to protect themselves. Yes. Said by the brokers, they protect yes. themselves because they're the ones who gave you the leverage. You yes. know. They're trying to recoup the losses they have. Yeah, or right? recoup the money that the money they have. Exactly. Yeah. But with stop losses, this is us just managing our money. money yeah. And when the big boys, because typically, and this is actually going to lead us to another concept, the concept yeah. of moving averages. Yeah. Right? So moving averages, basically what they are is that they just give us a better direction of support and resistance yeah. for different securities. Mm-hmm. And just reading from a website here, Investopedia, I'm going to use the definition. It says, a moving average is a widely used technical indicator that smooths out price trends by filtering out the noise from random short-term price fluctuations. Yes. So basically, all that is just trying to say is that it takes, because stocks don't just go up straight up, right? They have different volatilities throughout the day. Now, what this moving average does is taking the average throughout that particular day or throughout a particular period in time and take the average price point throughout that time right so you typically have your 20-day moving average your 50-day moving average and you have your 200-day moving average so throughout those 200 days it takes the average price points and it would give you like a Typically, you want your prices to be above that moving day average because when it's below, you're like, hmm, especially when it's a 200-day moving average because that's about a year since, like, you don't trade every single day in the year. That's a problem. Exactly. So what I will add to that is, I don't know if a lot of you all know about support and resistance, but basically, a support level. Yeah. So let me just reiterate what a, a support level is a level where we're expecting buyers to come in. While a resistance level is a level where we're expecting sales to come in. What does this mean? That means according according to past data, we've seen that at support levels, you know, if a stock is dropping, when it gets to that level, it bounces back. Yeah. It goes back up. Because while, buyers come in. Exactly. While a resistance level means whenever a stock is going up, typically, whenever it gets to that level, it comes back down. Yes. And that's why these levels are very important. So the 20 or the 21-day average stands for the short-term sentiment. As long as a stock or a coin or whatever it is, is above that 21-day moving average, what it means is that in the short term, it's bullish. In the yes. short term, the buyers are still in control, mm-hmm. right? While the 50-day is more of the medium or the mid-term you know, sentiment, right? If it's above, that means, okay, at least you know, in the past four, five, six months, you know, yes. the trend is still an upward trend. While the 200-day is more of a long-term, yeah. right? As long as it's above the 200, that means in the long term, okay, the buyers are still in control, 
right? So these are some of the levels I believe every investor should know. You don't have to go crazy because there's a million <laughs> different indicators yeah. that traders use. But for me, these are the most important. So where can someone find this moving? Because I know Robinhood does not have it. Yes. we try to, I think we try to look at Coinbase. I'm not sure if they have Coinbase it Coinbase doesn't have it. So it's only, I believe if they use the free version of TradingView, you could actually find this. Yes. So that's actually the charting software I use. I'd have a free version, you know, so you can go there. There is an indicator bar. You can just search for moving average and you can put settings. So just all you need is those three, day, three moving averages. The 21 day, the 50 day, and the 200 day. Now you might ask, how do I use this? So typically, let's say there is a correction or the market is going down. What I want to see is support at a 21 day, right? However, if this get breached, okay, don't panic yet. Don't panic yet. You should start, you know, keeping a closer eye because this is what happened with Bitcoin. It yes. lost the 21 first. However, when you should start, you know, being concerned, being concerned is when you lose the 50 day. Yeah. You know. When you lose the 50 day is when you want to be like, okay, what is really going on? Right. And the 200 days, obviously, that's like the last straw. If you look at charts, we, we can see that the Bitcoin and Ethereum, they both bounced at a 200 day moving average, as expected. You know, can it get back there at some point? Maybe. We'll see. But these are just some of the important indicators. I feel every investor, nothing complicated. It's just going to be some lines you'll see. Okay. And you want your security above those lines. Well, for people who are still like, man, I don't want trading view. I have no clue <laughs> what this is. I am not interested. And this is really too difficult. That's okay. I still got you. All I would say to you is whenever this dip occurs, don't cry. Don't be sad. If you still believe in Bitcoin, right? Just buy, uh, average out your position, right? Be buying at every dip. Well, the dip keeps going down, but just keep buying and reducing that average cost. Because if you believe it's still going to get up to 100K, you lose nothing by buying a dip. Maybe if you bought it at 40K at one point, you could catch it for 38, catch it for 37 and go down. And that your initial average would be reduced. And that way you have more upside to it. So that's a strategy you can yeah. develop. But don't you think yeah. we... Like, people have to be more intentional about that. Because I mean, what if it's a yeah. bad company you yeah. do that with, right? The dip is going to keep dipping and yeah. you're going to keep average and be like, oh my gosh. I'm just average. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, for someone who's like, okay, because I don't see someone who is putting $10 inside mm. of crypto that concern or less than $100, right? They won't go out of their way to do that. I feel like this moving day average is for, you know, peop some people in our age are like, man, I'm wanting to put. 2k 5k 6k 10k dollars into this then you absolutely want to for you because you have because then you're just putting money you're just gambling hoping that you'll be rich right you need to study profitable strategies for yourself that but if you have i would even go as far as you know less than 200 dollars and you're not too and th this is not in a way to like shame or make anybody feel any any type of way but i'm just like oh this might be just you know too much work if you want to learn definitely do this but like 200 dollars if you have less than that definitely you can definitely just average out yourself that's what i would say but i understand what you're saying but i'm just saying that what's the reward to risk ratio you know or not reward to risk but like time time what's the time what the value do i get for going through this extra mile for two hundred dollars right so if you ask me maybe just the kind of person i am maybe. i like to know what i'm doing yeah. what i'm investing in this dip and buying where does it stop you yes. know and that's where the moving averages 
come in place. For example, let's say you were you just had those three moving averages. You have probably bought Ethereum, I think it was two days ago, when it went down to, was it um, 2,800, 1,800? I know yeah. it dipped, but it bounced very close to the 200-day moving average. Yeah. If you had those numbers, you could have anticipated that, okay, maybe when it gets back mm-hmm. to this 200-day, and whenever you saw it holding that level, you could have probably bought, and that's easy, 20, yeah. 20 30%, you know? Yeah. And it's not that stressful. It's nothing yeah. extra. No, but it does the thing. Sometimes you know, some of these things can come across as intimidating. But what I would just say is like if people have $200, right? Because I don't want anyone to feel discouraged. Like, oh my gosh, this is intimidating trading view. Because no, I the mean, charts are... You don't want to put in the word, should you really be investing though? But that's the thing. But the thing is like the charts are pretty intimidating, right? And yeah, yeah, no, but they are. They really are. But that's the thing. It's like even if you can't... Because again, I'm saying it's again, it's $200, right? And yes, two hundred might, might be big to, to some you, people. Yeah, exactly. yes. But what I'm just saying is like, if maybe, and that's the thing is like, if two hundred dollars is big money to you, then you should be concerned about this moving averages, right? But if it's not a big deal, it's like, oh, I decided that I wasn't going to buy clothes this month, and I'm putting my money in here. Okay, you could adopt a different strategy, right? Just keep buying the dip, and when your money has finished, you just wait and go. I pray. I pray that it goes up, right? I mean, but definitely, honest, I support. Mm doing that okay. because people need to have profitable strategies exactly but i don't want people to be like oh i couldn't get the moving day average whatever so i'm just not going but to is that isn't that just an excuse it's true, true it is just to yeah. be honest man i ain't gonna lie to y'all <laughs> yeah. it's not that hard and yeah, i get it, it. Really isn't. if it's not something you've done you know in the past it's gonna be weird okay but just take that leap of faith man I promise you, you wouldn't regret it. But I do understand what she's saying. Yeah. Because to be honest, man, buying a dip has worked in this market. Yeah. But could that change? It could change. And I want could to be, be ready for it. Downside. I want y'all to be ready yeah. for it. You and know. I guess to just wrap up really quickly, my opinion in this is that at the end of the day, even though it's down almost 50%, Bitcoin has still held up, you know, thousands and thousands of percent upside, right? Because even in 2017, right? Uh, this is the perfect example because Bitcoin roughly had a 1300 plus thousand percent return in um, March 1st. Sorry, in March of 2017, it was negative 34 percent. May it was in May, it was 30 negative 33 percent. In June, another correction of negative 38 percent. In September, another correction of negative 40 percent. And in November, another correction of negative 29%. But guess what? The return over that year was still above a thousand percent return. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, we might see, except for people who bought and were holding the bag, unfortunately. <laughs> but what I'm just saying is like, as long as you are having profitable strategies, you still will make money. But keep an eye on the market. Don't try to fight. If the market is telling you like, man, this dip is not just a dip, it's the end. Follow it and pay attention. But the only way you can recognize this is by following those moving averages. But yeah, that's yes. it. Yes. Okay. So I hope you all, you know, learned a lot from this. Catch us next time on the next episode. Thank you. Bye, guys. It was a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>